You are now listening to Miss P Speaks podcast, hosted by Tommy P. This podcast is available everywhere you enjoy listening to podcasts. Welcome to Miss P Speaks podcast. This is a special Father's Day episode where my mom talks with my grandpa and they talk about him growing up, his marriage, fatherhood, and how my mom is his favorite. I hope you enjoy and learn a thing or two from the episode. So like my mom says, sit back, grab a drink, and let's get right into it. Okay. Hello, daddy. Hello. <laughs> All right. So, um, first of all, what's the most memorable day of your life? That is an awesome question. I suppose what would be, what would, what would be maybe the day I got married, I suppose. <laughs> nice. Ah, I'm sure my mom will be smiling now. She's hearing this one. <laughs> uh, yes, so. And uh, what's the best place that you've ever visited? Holland. Mm. Because Netherlands. Uh, what's most interesting about there? Because I went there as a 15-year-old. It was so much different from London, which I was staying at the time. Hmm. Um, it was an eye-opener because the type of thing that was going on, then you would never think that it could go on in the world. I mean, when we went on a school holiday, we were, we were staying in an hostel. Mm-hmm. But uh, at 15 year old, they took us to the red light district and we saw women being marketed like a... Like merchandise in shop Daddy, you went to a Shewo joint You know the Shewo? Jesus Christ. You know It was a school holiday. It was a school holiday. We went to Belgium and Holland. Nice. And then they took us to the red light district. And I said, hey, can this really happen? Is this true? Oh, so. Okay. It wasn't an Shewo joint. <laughs> Just red light district. Just red light district. Okay, there's a difference. Okay. So, um, well, if, if it's an Ashevo joint, we would have entered. It was like a tourism <laughs> thing for us at that age. Okay. Okay, so do you feel like you've done the best for your children? And is there anything you wish that you did less or more? Mm, I believe I've done, to the best of my ability, I've tried. But my, my own is, um, I don't know. One thing that... I could say that is funny to me is when I talk to my children, I say, okay, ask me anything. If I could do it, I'll do it. Let me try and help you. They all seem to draw back. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm like, that's, that's what I'm here for. Just <laughs> let me help in any way I can. All right, siblings, you heard it here. <laughs> Daddy said you should bill you. Yes, bill. Bill, if I could do it, I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's the bottom line. That's what life is about. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it's whatever you could do while we're alive that's important, that's everlasting. Because uh, one of my biggest regrets in life is that I haven't spent enough time with my grandchildren. Like, I haven't even seen some of them. Yeah. Uh, so, I intend to see more of them i intend to see more of my children and whatnot mm. uh, i mean that because life life is short you only live once True. you only live once and 
God is purposeful. God put us in this world as a family for us to bond and for us to try and help each other out. So as much as possible, let's try and see what we can do to make life better for each other. Mm. Uh, so that's my own. Okay, so I think that kind of leads to the next question, which I feel like you've sort of answered it, but I will still ask again. The next question is, do you feel like, or do you feel like you ever get to a point where you feel like your work is done with your children because each person can hold his or her own, or are you always going to parent them? Right now, I'm hearing that you want to parent us, you want to be there for us, be available to help us. So do you, are you confident that each one of us can hold our own? To be quite honest, I shouldn't say it out loud, but I think I'm proud of all my children. Why shouldn't you say it out loud? <laughs> but that's telling me you're proud of me. <laughs> well, I'm proud of all you guys. I mean, I mean, you're the least troublesome children I see people having. And like I said, I'm even surprised that you don't even ask for more. Um to go back to your question, I think being a father is a commitment. Yeah. And it's a lifelong commitment. It's not it's something that is that has a barrier, that has a starting or stopping point. I think the, yeah, the starting point is when you when you're born. Yeah. But the stopping point is when your father in quote dies. I mean, it's, it has to always be there in one form or the other for you guys. Sure. That's the bottom line. So I, I don't think I've done enough. I don't think I. I you don't plan to stop. Exactly. Daddy for life. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, what do you think is like the hardest part about being a father, parenting? What's the hardest part of parenting? For all of us to be on the same page. Yeah. I mean, that's the most difficult thing because, like, you want the best for your children. What you might think that is the best for them might not be the best for them. Or they might not feel that is the best for them. But I think one of the duties of a parent is, about from, like, in quote, being the source, providing the seed. Or as they say in, in, in America now, the father is the seed provider, the woman is the... <laughs> the carrier. <laughs> the, the carrier, right? <laughs> Apart from being that, I think the thing about being a father, you have to be as resourceful as possible in order to give your children the best. Mm. Right. So in in that in that situation, like I said earlier, the job is never done. And the most important thing is, when you have an idea, relay on the children in a gentle way so that they are not put off and it aligns with what they want to do. Not that you are detecting to them what they should do. Mm. So that's that's the main thing. Okay, being that you mentioned stuff about like, okay, sometimes they want a different path from what it is that you want for them. Mm. Um, Do you feel like you've learned anything from your children? I mean, I know I've thought you've learned things, but let's hear what you have to say, Sha. Let's not be like, I'm proud. What what do you mean? Like emotional thing or physical? All around. Like, no, 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 no. Learning is not about age. Mm-hmm. Learning is not about age. Learning is about being receptive yeah. and, and actually confessing to, confessing to the fact that you don't know certain things. Yeah. So even sometimes, in all honesty, I learn a lot from my grandchildren, especially Daniel. When me and Daniel talks, it's, it's as if I'm talking to somebody that is like 40, 50 years old. 
So it's not me. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, no, I'm just talking. Okay, like, like I was, I was shocked one day, <laughs> right? You know, because me, as much as possible, I try to relate to people. Uh, I forget about age. I, I try to relate to people objectively about yeah. what's going on. So I, I, I did an auction and I won an auction. Yeah. Right. And I was supposed to go and pick it up like four and a half hours away. And it's in, it's in the same Georgia. And I was telling Daniel, Daniel said, look, is it worth it? You're, <laughs> you're, tra- you're going to go for eight hours? Have, have you calculated that into the business? And I was wondering, eh? A 10-year-old guy, nine-year-old guy is talking like this. And I said, well, that's why, that's why I, as much as possible, I try to be open because nobody, nobody is the custodian of knowledge okay. right and when when people say things like that you don't think and, and you now think that well is it really worth it mm-hmm. am i really making the best out of uh, out of my time and my resources mm-hmm. is am i really is the business really profitable so it's them that you now relate so that's it and quite like you said also uh, quite a lot of time, I run a lot of things past you, and yeah. some, sometimes I'm you give your me, business yeah. partner. Yes, I'm <laughs> just on page, but you say I should ask you for money. You came for the work I'm doing first. I'll ask you for money after. <laughs> what career advice will you give young professionals? Um, I know one thing that you always say, which I know is something that you were throwing here, is like, as hard as you work, there's only one life enjoy so that's like the biggest advice that i've gotten from you mm. um through it all when it comes to my career so regardless of anything i do it's about finding something that i enjoy exactly and um mm. still get to live life mm. in spite of it all so do you have any other advice besides that knowledge is power you must always add value to yourself mm. life is transient there's no there's no real bust up right so the thing is, right, you have to know what value you want to add to yourself. I have, you have to know how you can acquire knowledge that will make you a better person. Yeah. Always. Always. There's no bus stop when it comes to learning. There's always something new to learn. I think okay. most of the things that I've learned in recent years, especially since I came to the U.S., I learned myself. Hmm. I learned myself and I know... <laughs> I know that yes, it's just by sitting down and prodding at it. Because, because I've always said, when you are in the Western world, mm-hmm. right, there's a lot of opportunity and you have to try and seize the opportunity. Yeah. And don't let anything bug you down. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, honest to God, for my age, before I left England, I was doing very well for myself. I had a very good job and all that. Mm-hmm. Right? But one of the things that actually pulled me off was the fact that people, what people are facing now, I faced it at such an early age then, mm. right? I faced my first prejudice after I finished, after I graduated, right? I got a job. I went for a job interview, right? Uh, in those days, you mostly you do phone interview. Mm. I did a phone interview. My name is, uh, as they call it in England then, it was Alice Pupula. The guy that I was doing the interview for, for, he thought I was a Greek guy. He thought oh. I was Greek. So they've given me the job. Come and collect the letter. I got to the place. And the guy was, you're not Greek? 
You didn't want to say that you're not black. That yeah, you're no. black. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to say that you're black. But you just say, ah, the, the chairman is not around. He has to sign the letter. Not that. And that's, that was the end of the story. Mm. And that thing left like a knife in, this, in my side. Mm. And that was... After staying in England for 14, almost 14 years, that's what actually put me off. That's so when I said, okay, I think, I think one has to look for greener pasture because you are never, no matter, and that's the thing I always tell people here, right? You have to do better than the next person, whether white or black. You mm. must not live on mediocrity. Or mediocrity, people can always slap you in the face and yeah. treat you like rot. But if you are able to examine what you do, nobody can do anything to you. I mean, that goes to what happened when I was in Philips as well. Right? I was the assistant data processing manager. My boss then would just carry his bag when it's 5 o'clock and say, I'm going now. <laughs> right? They didn't pay me for all this. I actually was doing all the work. Applied yourself. I applied myself. I was doing all the work. Right? Sometimes I wouldn't leave the office until 9 o'clock. Hmm. Right? But he helped me in the wrong, long run because like at the age of 29, I was already the, the data process manager because they said that I was the one that they were getting all the reports, everything that mm-hmm. they worked from. So they said they don't need him. And that was the first time they would retrench a data processing manager. They retrenched him and put me there. Oh, wow. Right? So... That's why I always say that. Just don't look at, don't look at the job as a job. Look at the job as something that you want to do in order to exert, in order to add value to yourself. Yeah. You have to add value to yourself anywhere you go, so that people will not be able. I mean, he came from the experience of the Greek guy, mm. right? If I had already started the job and I was so good at great, they would not look at the fact that I'm black. True. Sure. So you understand, and that's that's the bottom line. Right? So it's you, it's what value you're able to ex- uh, add to yourself that will determine Definitely. where you go in life. Definitely. Um, okay, so we're speaking of things that happened in the past that are still happening now. Um, mm. You face racism and all of that. But okay, now. Well, we- let me tell you the worst night in my life. <laughs> yes. The worst night in my life was when I was in school in Plymouth. Right? We were in a nightclub. A white girl likes one of my friends, who's a Jamaican, and he danced with them. And the, uh, some people, it's, Plymouth is a navy town, it's a multi racial town, but mm-hmm. nobody wants you to mess with his wife or girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So that night, there was racial riot in Plymouth. That started from us, just that guy from that incident. We were like, I was he terrible. Got into a fight because of woman. <laughs> you know, mommy, are you here, your husband? <laughs> ah, that was the worst night because we could not hide from that. And you know, the Jamaican guy in England, you don't have gun. If it was in America that was with gun, you would have gone and panicked. He went to carry a knife. <laughs> His knife in one fight. We were stuck in there. It was like black against white. Oh, the wow. other thing went from. From about two o'clock, the nightclub went ended till like uh, six o'clock the next morning. Oh wow, that's crazy! <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that was the worst night I've ever had. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so, so when people talk about racism and all that, I know it. Yeah, yeah. It's we all know that it's not new, but it's just the case of it shouldn't be going on this long. It should have ended a while back. But yeah, bringing it back to parenting, um, do you think? 
parenting in today's world is harder than back in your time. Yes, a lot harder. Why do you say so? Because there's so much influence now. Mm. The social media make us so much influence on kids now. Yeah. In those days, we respect we respect elders. In those days, it's like a old son actually brings up a child, but now. Is the old world that brings up a child <laughs> because there's so much thing that you can get on the internet now that you find that you are don't you don't really have a control of your child unless your child wants you to have control of them. Mm. There's so much independence. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's how you you could instill the, the 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 discipline both on social media and on the kind. I mean, like like there was a a a a a, a, a an African-American that I met, it was a judge during the week. And he said, look, I'm 62 years old, mm-hmm. right? But if you are in my court, you must, you must, you must use Sir Ma'am. I in turn will use Sir Ma'am for you because it's not about age. It's about respect. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, don't expect to get any good benefit from me. <laughs> All right? And... I was saying in in the 21st century people still think like that. Mm. So he said that's the way I was brought up, and I, I ain't gonna move from that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. We have lost respect and value and you, uh, family value. Me as a person, I believe a lot in the family. Yeah, I believe a lot in the family. I believe that um, there's a lot, there's a lot that you could do together as a family and God put you together as a family for a purpose. Definitely. And you definitely have to make the best use of what you have. Mm-hmm. Use what you have to get what you want. That's it. Yeah, so um, as young parents, with your children and others listening, what would you say is something that we should make sure we do with our family life to instill these values and just... Um, also be able to control what it is because like you said it's not just you as a family that is raising your child is the entire the world. world so With what advice now. will you give to and what things will you say are certain things that you should make sure as a young parent you're doing to maintain that family life balance it must sound old-fashioned it must sound very old-fashioned right I think that we have to bring back value, family value. We have to bring back as Christian. I mean, you don't, you don't, it's not even about Christian. You have to bring back Christian value. You have to bring value back uh, into the family. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in those days, in those days when we were little, and that's what we used to, what I still remember now in, 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 in England in those days, there's certain meals that we have together as a family. People might go out at a different time, but when it comes to dinner, you have it together as a family. Mm-hmm. You discuss, you discuss. You have uh, uh, to to the best of your ability what you think that you open up to the mm-hmm. family with. You open <laughs> up to, <laughs> right? But those type of thing matters. Definitely, it matters. I mean, you have to go back, move away from the the iPhone, move away from the. Tele- uh, the f- smartphone, the computer, have quality family time. Talk to me direct. Stop yeah. using corner because I was <laughs> texting during dinner. You are now cutting corners. No problem. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, that's that's the way it is. 
That's yeah. where it is. I actually watched a film a few weeks ago whereby the 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 the, the family said that. Look, okay, the film that I was telling you that me and Danny was watching. Yeah. He said, we don't even see each other's face again. Everybody's <laughs> down looking at the phone. And I said, that's true. <laughs> right? Let's even look at face-to-face contact. Even if it's over two minutes, three minutes. Mm-hmm. All right? Or oh, that's no longer there. Even from the little three-year-old to the 20, 30-year-old. There's no doubt. No connection. No connection again. Yeah. yeah, there's no human relation. Yeah. A lot of people even have problem having conversations physically. Everything just has to go over the phone. Yes. Or like yeah. bad text. Yeah. 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 I, I think what we have to do as parents, as young parents, is let's get away from the social media and the thing for once in a while. Even if it's one hour. It doesn't even matter. You could start with an hour. I mean, if you're able to capture the interest of the kids, they want to stay longer. And they have more family time. Go mm-hmm. out to the park. Go out on early days. Do all those type of things. Mm-hmm. It's important. Yeah. Go out on a Saturday afternoon. Go to the park. Sit down. Have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, still on the family matter, let's talk about your wife. Mm. Yeah, bitch. My mm. mommy. If you have a woman that says she should not pay me, no problem. <laughs> we'll have conversations <laughs> after this. But what would you say was the one thing that attracted you to my mom? She has a good heart. Oh, no, she's no. going to cry. I know my mother. <laughs> she will cry when she hears it. Like, oh my god. <laughs> she has. She has a good. So it's heart. not a big bomb bomb. It's a no, heart. No, okay. It's a heart. It's a heart. <laughs> she has a good heart, and uh, um, and she's highly loving. Ali, when we first started, it was like, wow, we met. I think you know the story of why we met. Why <laughs> it was like intense the first three months, like mm-hmm. every lunchtime. And I was like I said, I was in Phillips. Uh, the house was in. Uh, uh, she uh, used porridge with some <laughs> You know, <laughs> <laughs> she, she said, "Ah, can't you come for the lunch? Come for the lunch. Come for lunch." <laughs> so I would drive her down or would rush down for lunch, and then after lunch as well. And you know, I was I was just back from England then. I had no, I had no friend nothing in the country, <laughs> so it was like it's so intense. Yeah, my mm. mom is so IJGB. I just got back. <laughs> <laughs> she went for the I just got back guy. Uh, but um, you guys are very different. You guys have very different personalities. But what would you say is like the most distinct personality about her that is different from yours that you love the most? She's hardworking. She's hardworking, but uh, she's hardworking, and I think, I think in a way, she prefers physical work, whereas me, I'm more cerebral. <laughs> you understand? I believe there's some things that you don't really have to. <laughs> my mother is a hard worker. My father is a smart worker. <laughs> Yeah, it's like okay yeah. they are more <laughs> <laughs> no you understand so i think if we enhance each other's talent more mm-hmm. we'll get a lot more done and we'll there'll be more success and i think that we have been working on that for the past one year and we've been doing extremely well yeah i can yeah. attest that mm. <laughs> so um what about and um what is it about marriage and uh, like having a home a 
family that is together what about i know you've talked about how important family is to you what about that makes you really happy honestly togetherness is the most important thing i mean i mean like we said earlier that's even some of our flags look we need to spend more time together it's not it's not all about work 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 <laughs> yeah, you understand ah if we don't work we don't make money i said no you could still combine the two she's <laughs> trying to be a lover man in his <laughs> old age <laughs> <laughs> no but that's the way life is yeah that's the way life is because you you don't i mean like, like i keep on saying anybody can go anytime sure. people go at the age of 10 they go at the age of three they go at the age of 40 they go at the age of you don't even know what time god has given you yeah. so you make the best of now mm. you make the best of now you you're not the custodian of your life it's god Mm, it's true. god that is so true okay so now it's a father's day special mm. episode so what are some characteristics or what are some things that you feel makes a good father very good the most important thing about being a father is you have to be resourceful mm. you have to be resourceful you have to look at both sides of the story look like i said earlier Look at your children. Look at what you believe is the best for them. And look at what they believe is the best for them. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to nourish them. It's, it's, it's biblical. You have to... It's not... Nourishment is not about... It's not about... It's not food. food. <laughs> it's not about food. It's about what will keep them going for the rest of their life. Definitely. So that you two can have rest. Because if you don't look after your child in a proper way, you will never rest. Uh, but if you are lucky enough to have good children mm-hmm. and you're able to put them as much as possible in a good environment, environment matters. You're able to put them in a good environment, you're able to help them to achieve the best that they can. Right? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it might be that I'm niggly, but I try to do it in a subtle way. Why don't you try this? Why don't you do this? Ah, yes. <laughs> you always have idea. It's like every time somebody does this, I'm not doing <laughs> No, but that's it. Because if you're able to get them to get to that height, you yeah. too can relax. Definitely, yeah. So that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Yes. Thank you. Thank mm. you. Thank you. So the next question I'm going to ask you, just say yes. Don't think about it. Yes. Just say yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm your favorite. I'm yes. <laughs> okay. But finally, do you have any regrets? Fatherhood, marriage. Do you have any regrets at all? A lot. And in my stand Christian like like whatnot, but I believe but the mistake that most of us make is this. We we forget who we are and of whom we are. We believe that we are superstar in our own right, but we're not. We are made by God. We're a child of God. He's the one that knows our purpose. Mm-hmm. So the sooner you're able to dis- to decipher your life and know what your purpose is, or cry to God to show you your purpose in life, the better. Mm-hmm. But if you are trying to do it yourself, you're trying to say that you're the superstar. You're trying to say, I will not accept. I will not do this. I will not do that. Rather than go to the manual. Mm. 
Mm. What does the manual say? And the manual is the Bible. What does the manual say about a man? What does the, that's what we were saying earlier. What does the manual say about who's a father? What does the manual say about who's an husband? What does the manual say about marriage? Mm. Right? If all of us at an earlier time in life are able to actually understand our purpose and what's our purpose as a man, in my own case, as a uh, husband, as a father, we will live a much better life. For all of us, we believe that we're a superstar, we try to do it our own way, and then we mess up. And then at the end of the day, we have to go back with our tail between our legs and try and do it the right way. Yeah. Thank you so much for... I put you on the spot last minute. No, and no, I asked you... It's my pleasure always, like I said. <laughs> I, I have to encourage you. Yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, and I've said several times, but I know on this forum, I'm proud of the, the work that you're doing on your podcast. Thank you. And, I wish you all the best and I believe that sky is the limit. And like I always say, you could do a lot more. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, and I had so much fun listening to this, knowing that my father goes to red light district <laughs> and he goes to club and, ah, you have questions to answer about all the time you talked about me keeping late night. But <laughs> we will not have this conversation on this show. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. It's so, my pleasure. Well, bye guys. This was a fun episode with my dad. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have any questions or if you just have any comments, please send me a message. You can find me on all socials at Miss He Speaks Pod. Till next time, be loyal to the version of me that you know and do not judge me by my podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Miss P Speaks Podcast. Search Miss P Speaks Pod on all social media platforms and follow to stay connected.